0: You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. Then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness and arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock, and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know, to humble you and to test you, and in the end to do you good. Do not say to yourself, My power and the might of My own hand. Gotten me as well. And our New Testament reading comes from Romans, chapter 12, verses 3 to 5, and we're actually going to read from the New International Version this morning. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others.
1: Let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. Oh, God, open up our eyes and our hearts. Open up our lives that we might listen to you and walk with you and be taught by you, occasionally be bothered by you, but allow you and ask you into our souls that in our daily walks in this world, God, you might go with us every step of the way. Amen. And from that text again, God made the water flow for you and fed you in the wilderness. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. And from Paul's letter to the Romans, in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I need you, you need me, we need God. The text showed up on my phone on a rainy Friday two Novembers ago from my then 18 year old goddaughter, Chloe, who was just seven weeks into her first semester at college in Boston. It was shaping up to be a tough first few weeks for her, an intense environment with the pressure of new classes and the drama of a brand new friend group, and I think she just needed a little TLC and a taste of home. Can I come out and stay for the weekend? The text read, I need to get away. Of course I texted her back, mi casa su casa. And so within a few hours I put fresh sheets on the bed in the guest room, and I bought her favorite food, And I turned up in the the heat in the house so it would be nice and toasty, and then I picked her up at the train in Natick as the sun went down. Thanks, Uncle John, she said, as she gave me a big, tight hug. And for the next two days, we both studied, she from books, me from my sermon, and we went out to dinner, and we watched a movie together, and then on Sunday, I put her back on the train. I really needed that, Uncle John. Thank you. I love you. She needed me. She needed me. And truth be told, I needed her too. I needed her to need me. This amazing young woman who it seems like just yesterday always needed me whenever I was around her, visiting her and her parents in Vermont. She needed me to read her a story like Curious George or Goodnight Moon. She needed me to take her and her brother to the local Dunkin' Donuts in their Vermont hometown for a large bottle of chocolate milk, and a chocolate donut, too, because while Mom and Dad could not be cajoled into giving them such rare treats, me, their uncle, I was a softie. I'd give them anything they wanted. And then we'd always go to the local bookstore because kids need books, right? Lots of books. Friends, I love to be needed like that, to know that my one life, in large and small ways, makes a difference in the life of someone who needs me. Needs me. You might even say, when it comes to the human condition, when it comes to naming just what it means to be a human in this world, to be human and not all powerful, to be human and not perfect, to be human and not self contained. That when it comes to figuring out just what the best life truly is, and a good life, I think it can come down to this truth, that I need you, and that you need me, and that we all need God. That's actually a pretty good definition of why having faith in God and being a part of a community of needful souls like Pilgrim Church matters, to be needed, to be in need. So I'll confess I'm needy. I'm needy. I'm, I'm okay with that title. So from now on you can call me Mr. Needy or Pastor Needy. But the truth is is that we push away being described in that way, right? Needy. It conjures up images of being overly clingy or constantly seeking out the approval of or love of others and that's the cliche definition of being needy. And the world certainly looks down upon human neediness. Our world takes words like need or needy or dependent and so often marks them as negative or an insult or code for human weakness. She is so needy. No, every man for himself Who wants to be dependent upon other people, survival of the fittest, and others be damned, especially the needy, and the poor, and the powerless, and the lonely, and the sick, and the last ones in line? Right? No. Friends, on this Thanksgiving Sunday, when we are called to be aware of all the blessings of this life, all the ways God is active in our lives, and in the life of this world, here's a challenge. Can we admit, can we even embrace with pride and surety this one life truth? Friends, we are all needy in a way, needy. Not in the negative sense, but for the good. Can we thank God for our dependence upon others and for other people's dependence upon us? That's what St. Paul is talking about in his letter to the Romans that we heard today. As he writes, we form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Do you hear that? We belong to each other. We need each other. We are one. Whereas the Anglican minister and poet John Donne wrote in 1624 no man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If some part be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind. Involved, belong, need. And friends, we need God. We need God too. But I think it is very hard for us sometimes to know this. As well, to own this, to believe this, to live this truth that we need God. As many of you know, for the past few years, I've done a lot of writing about the 12 step movement of Alcoholics Anonymous. And one of the most impressive and one of the most humbling spiritual attributes I've discovered in making friends with many folks in recovery is this they know, they know that they absolutely need God. They absolutely need their higher power. They know that if they don't turn their lives and their wills over the care of God, this God who loves them every day, that if they do not go to a meeting on a regular basis, that if they do not pray every day, that if they do not seek to help another addict as a part of their recovery, they know that they will die. They will die. Certainly spiritually, and eventually, physically, too. For the one in recovery, their need for God and the recognition of this need, it's not optional. It is not just fit into their lives, dependence upon God when it is convenient or when they have the time to spare or when they are stuck in the emergency room or desperate. They know they need God, always. But do we, do we know that we need God, or might we sometimes be tempted to imagine that we got along and got to this place all by ourselves? Deuteronomy and the writer warns, do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand have gotten me this wealth. So it's like the story about the guy who's playing a baseball game and he's sent in as a pinch runner to third base. And then he's asked, you know, how'd you do in the game? And he goes, I hit a triple. I hit a triple. Friends, we love God, yes, but do we know that we need God fully and wholly, completely? I mean, I know as a relatively wealthy person, I sometimes imagine I am the author of my success. As a relatively powerful person, I imagine that I alone earned everything in my life. No assist from anyone, not even God. As a relatively well-educated person, I can imagine that I alone got myself to right here because I am so darn smart. No God needed. Friends, that's not how I want to live. I want to live as needful, as a needy person, Aware every day that I need God and that I need you and that you need me and we all need each other. To remember that we cannot live if not for the folks in our lives that we need. They who raised us up, who stick by us through thick and thin, friends and family whom we so need and who need us too. So on this week of Thanksgiving, when we are asked to praise God from whom all blessings flow and to gather together with family and friends who need us, here's a Thanksgiving prayer. Thank you, God, for blessings, especially for the blessings of being loved and knowing love and giving love. Thank you, God, for God, for you whom we need. God, remind us always we all need to be needed. And we all need God, and yes, we are all needy, and that's okay. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you.